a Big Spark Studios original. Alrighty, oh my god, I can't believe this day is here. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome back to Unhinged with Chris Clemens. I am so excited for today's episode because... I have a guest on that, I mean, you've already read the title and probably already heard me like gush over this, (laughs) but we have one of my absolute favorite housewives of any franchise, let alone Salt Lake City. Um, Now, before we get into the episode, I want to remind you all to subscribe to Unhinged with Chris Clemens, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to watch the episodes, we put them up on youtube.com slash Chris. Be sure to rate and review. And without further ado... Miss Heather Gay is in the building. Hello. Thank you for having me. And it is the day that your book is out. It's pub date. This is the day. This is the birth. This is Christmas. How does it feel, your fourth child? It's like exciting. It feels better and I'm more present than probably the birth of my first three. So so sorry to them. Yes, Um, I know. How are you enjoying New York? When did you get here? I got here uh, last night. Last night, my flight was late, and I got here late right before our party. Oh, my God. So you, like, literally... Yeah, switched clothes quickly at the hotel, then came straight over. Damn. And you were up since 6 a.m. doing press today? Yeah, but it's like, you know, when you're... It's like when you pull an all-nighter, and it's something you love and you're passionate about. I'm okay. I'm riding... See, that's what I thought until I was, like, out of college, pulling an (laughs) all-nighter. And I was like, well, I love it. And I'm like, do I? Right. I'm like, I don't know if I do. I mean, we're like, you're hitting the lull now. You know, you're up adrenaline rush for a while, but it's just an exciting day. And so coming Good. here is the perk, of course. Your book is called Bad Mormon. Walk us through it. Give give people the, okay, the, the spiel, elevator the spiel. The spiel about it. Well, it's a book about me becoming a housewife, not about a book about me being a housewife. And it's just kind of the story of a girl whose every decision in her life was informed by this church that she, you know, strongly believed in and the behavior that was expected of her, her community, her family, and it was all I ever knew. And then my life kind of imploded and revealed all the cracks in my faith. And I had to try to scramble to put it together again. But I had no model or no, you know, no example to follow. Yeah. There, were, there weren't really any you other pioneer ancestors, yeah. but not this kind of. No, yeah, nobody had blazed a trail of like single women, and then housewives crossed my path and changed my life forever and gave me this whole new did, opportunity. Did you know? they use this whole like leaving the Mormon Church as like sort of your entry? Stor- like, yeah, yeah, like I was mean, that like the big. It wasn't really it? because when I interviewed for the show, I wasn't living as a Mormon. Okay. I was raising my kids and still going to church, which a lot of people do. But I had quietly quit the faith years before. Got it. I just didn't know how to live otherwise. And I didn't want to put my children at a disadvantage. I didn't want to be ostracized from the community. I didn't want to like disrupt my life any more than I already had by getting divorced and you know, living differently. So it was really I interviewed for the show as a bad Mormon. Got it. And okay. they picked me. Oh, my God. And Thank so that's God. why we still keep talking about it. You okay, know? got it. All righty. Now, you have mentioned a few times that, like, your whole life, like, imploded. Was that just, like, the realization that being a Mormon wasn't for you? Or, like, was there an actual, like, implosion? I mean, I think the implosion was definitely the divorce. Got it. I mean, I married to be married for eternity, like, time and forever, you know? And yeah, the that words was... Mormons use are so fucking scary. It's like you get sealed forever. Well, like... we call it the new and everlasting covenant when we get married. That is, like, so, like as if marriage isn't fucking pressureful enough. Right? It's and, like, like if, and, oh imagine, and imagine if you're, like, a young bride and you're going to the temple for the first time and they're, like, they ask you to do all these things, but your groom is sitting there expecting you to do it too. No one walks away. It's the new and everlasting covenant for time and all eternity. And marriage is really the pinnacle of my life and my purpose and my existence. So when it left... You kind of questioned everything else. I crashed, yeah. I I mean, I didn't know even how to fit in or assimilate. And the best thing to do would be get to to remarry. But I didn't want to do that. And I was just stuck. I was absolutely stuck. Why did you leave the Mormon church? Because it forced me to live an inauthentic life. And you just were like, see, that's what I, like, I grew up like really like Christian or like Catholic. I still don't fucking know the difference between <laughs> the two. I'm like, I just know that like, you, I had to go to church yeah. like every Sunday. And like growing up, I'm, I it just, I see it in such a different light of like, there's so many specifications and 
rules that you have. To, it feels so not culty because there are some religions that aren't, but there is a level of cultiness. Well, yeah. Whenever I, you're like forced to belong to yeah, something, yeah, and these then strict there's rules. such like what you can have diet coke, but you can't have like coffee. Yeah, or, there's a lot like, of I like just, hypocrisy in it. I mean, we we follow a very strict. We call it the word of wisdom, where we no alcohol, no coffee, no tea, but you can have herbal tea and you can have diet coke. But hot drinks are not for the belly, is what the is, scripture says. So <laughs> the scripture is like no fucking frappe mochaccino yeah, no frappe for you. Mochaccinos. Oh my god, that's insane. And one time I had gone in to Starbucks and I had like a coffee in the car and it was like that fall winter day and I went to pick my kids up from school but I didn't like think that I would see any adults. Like my kids, you know, you could fool the kids. Yeah. Kids are easy to fool. You're like, it's milk. But, like Shut a neighbor up. came and like tapped on the window to say hi and I was like, I can't unroll the window and so I literally unrolled the window and the coffee smell just billowed out, you know, and I was She's like, like <laughs> I'm just picking up some coffee for a friend I'm trying to fellowship. You know, I mean, that's the way your mind thinks. You automatically oh search for an God. explanation, an excuse, a reason to justify why you're breaking the rules because everyone follows the same rules. So you stand out like a sore thumb if you're the one I mean, showing up in a tank top with a coffee. We all know that you're either a bad hell. Mormon or just going straight to hell. Holy shit. That's the reality of it. That's just insane. Like, that's just crazy to me. Now, in your book, you said that you didn't hang crucifixes or focus on sin. Was that how you felt at the time? Or is that how Mormonism really is? Because I get the sense that it's all focused on sin. Well, at the time, I didn't even understand what sin was because I had this kind of idyllic childhood. I didn't so have like friends you, coming so over. So when you were like, growing up in the yes. Mormon church, you didn't feel like it was very pressureful or like everything was focused it on was sin. It was focused on happiness. It was focused on family togetherness. It was focused on celebrating our, you know, our relationships in God. But we didn't hang crucifixes because that was negative. That was celebrating Christ on the cross. Like we, we abhor the cross. We don't use the cross for any of our oh. symbolism. We don't have it in our churches. We don't have it on our scriptures. We don't wear crosses. So if you wore a cross in the community too, that would indicate that you were of another faith and therefore also, you know, an outsider. Well, when did the shift change from when you did feel like it was focused on sin and... Well, when I started having to answer the temple questions, because in order to attend the temple, which you have to do to go on a mission or to get married into the new and everlasting covenant, you have to answer a, a set number of questions that are the same questions that they ask every single member of the church every year when I was growing up. And you have to answer to your local leader, and then you have to answer to another leader. So that's when you realize that they were drilling you on like what questions were yes and no like do you wear your garments do you pay a tithe? oh so it's more of like you, checking up on you it's a checklist of, of questions like we have knowledge to, no it's not got like it. do you know but you have to say that like, you don't affiliate it, with other people got it like do you have your like three it's a minority pairs of report. long underwear yes on exactly and... they're sacred garments chris okay so they're sacred garments sorry i like don't really observe any religion. I'm just trying to get through the day most days. They look like long underwear, but every Mormon that's been through the temple wears them every day. And it's like blasphemous to call them long underwear? No, but it's there's a joke in the book where I reference them as long underwear, and it's just a funny... That's why funny, I like yeah, yeah, say exactly. because I'm like, oh, okay, no. long underwear, slay. I mean, there's nothing sacred about it to me anymore at all, so we can make all the jokes we want. But yeah, it's just crazy. Like, we only wear them. We only take them off for swimming or sex. And we wear them underneath soaking. our clothing all I the time. I have to bring up soaking. Let's bring up have soaking. Have you soaked before? I would I would love to soak. <laughs> if yeah, someone wants to try soaking, I'm game. I was never asked to soak at BYU. How, did you see, like, hear of people soaking at I BYU? I knew about dry humping and dry Levi loving. I knew about, like, simulating. Levi loving. Yes. I thought that was someone who dry humped you. Oh, no. my God. Oh, I would have loved for Levi, Levi Loving to have dry humped me. <laughs> Levi Loving is like when you would grind or like simulate intercourse with your full clothes on. That is so iconic. And that Levi is like loving. that is something that everybody did or tried to do, but I did not ever see or like know about penises like that at all. For Got soaking. it. No, is when soaking you... I only learned about recently and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, for people who don't know, yeah, it's should we like, explain it? It's like literally when you just give your little hot dog a, a nice 
jacket. Well, oh, that's funny that you'd say hot dogging because it's hot dogging is the step before soaking. Hot dogging is when you just set the hot dog in between the two small buns and don't move. Soaking is when you insert and you just the hot dog and move. don't move. You're just soaking it until it's Ooh, ready. It... <laughs> These are true practices. What about sex in the armpits? That that's ha- not a thing. That's a total thing. There's a crab outbreak at BYU just recently in the news because everyone was getting crabs from in their armpits. Because we find it's any hole but the holy hole is a way. Which to- is crazy. Just enter. Just, I mean. Let her enter. But unfortunately, purity is that, the pinnacle. I can't believe I already asked you about soaking. I made a mental note to be like, ask about that because no, that's get it out of wild the way. to me. But wow. So you've never soaked, but you've Levi loved. I've Levi loved. I have DH'd. I have dry humped. I oh, I was like, what the, the hell is DH? Well, we have lots of terms, but yeah. What's like the craziest one to you? Like, of, to avoid actual sex. Like, what's, like, um, the crazy... I think sex in the armpit. If somebody... If a guy asked me to do that, I'd be like, come on, buddy. You know, at this point, I'm like... I'm just, like, trying to even do the math of that. A lot like, of it is if, if girls without with eye gaps were popular, too, because that's just a whole other thing. It's just any way to, I mean, like, come on, body inclusivity. <laughs> we love body positivity. Yes. Mormons, you better. Um... I learned watching the reunion of, what is it, season three? Mm-hmm. You're in litigation with the Mormon church over yeah. this book? Yeah, over the trademark of the title, Bad Mormon. Just using the word Mormon. Yeah. It's not that they disagree with anything you talk about. Well, they, that too. they um, I'm sure, haven't read the contents of the book, but we did not <laughs> offer them the opportunity to edit it. And so they are suing um, for my use of the name Bad Mormon on, like, my merch, on, like, the tour, but on do, the dock, on all the things surrounding it. So you they can't, own the word Mormon? They've trademarked the word Mormon. So I should not use that in the title of this. Well, they've denounced using it for their own people, but they yeah, don't Yeah, I want, read that. Yeah. So it's very confusing, but it's kind of like it's you can Church drink Diet Coke, but not drink coffee. Their official name is Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but everyone knows them as the Mormon Church. Recently, the latest prophet denounced using that name. Yeah, it's almost like they're like, hmm, maybe Mormonism isn't the, the way. The way. <laughs> and so now they're saying I can't use it on any merch and we're in litigation. They, That's so weird that they me. denounce it, but now they're like, oh, they're picking and choosing. It's religion. It's religion. Got it. It's religion. They make up their own rules. That's why I didn't know if they just like disagreed with what you were like talking about. And I was like, that's so stupid because if someone's saying that that happened, it's like Leah Remini. Like yeah. Scientology is like, that isn't true. And I'm like, why do you think she's going out of her way to make a docuseries if it's not like just for it's fun? It's my experience, yeah. Like, I just... And I'm sure they don't like what's inside the book. I'm sure if they got their hands on it, they would be horrified. And I'm oh my sure God, they'd that be plays into a... it. They would evaporate. But you can't litigate book contents, but you can a trademark. So that's where they're hitting Damn. me hardest. Oh my God. Are you taking any advice from Jen Shaw in court? No, no, I'm not. <laughs> I am not. She's not offered any, and I have not taken any. That's I'm. I'm. I don't know much. I'm going to say that's for the best. Um, my mom actually wanted. She was like, "Chris, this won't make great content, but like, ask her aside because I'm interested." And I actually thought it was a really good question. Do you still feel like you have faith aside from the Mormon Church? Well, I love that your mom asked that question. I also love that your mom's concerned about your content. I always. I mean, what a gem! Like sometimes when I'm vlogging, <laughs> she's like, "Oh, Chris, that would be a really nice shot," and I'm like. <laughs> Mom, <laughs> I love you so much, but I already got all no, the shots. No, I like got the <laughs> compilation. I'm good. Thank you. But it's true because like when you walk away from a faith that informed your entire relationship with God and religion, it's really hard to like find that path back. But I'm kind of trying to cobble out my own path. Like, I, of course, I believe in God and I have this. I was a deeply religious, religious woman for most of my life. And that doesn't go away. But I do feel like walking away from the church has made me feel like I. I don't have that right or that access to God anymore like I used to. And so I'm kind of on a spiritual journey right now. Kind of love that. Church of Chris Clemens. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, I would start one just for the tax exemption. That yes. sounds fucking lit. Well, I listen, mean, you'd want me, I'd give you 10% of my income. Gross. That, I mean, I, that alone is a fucking deal breaker. We should I'm be. I'm like, get a job like the rest of us, bitch. <laughs> Pay some fucking taxes and then see what it's like. Yeah, we're a $140 billion church. They've got money. So if litigation gets expensive, you might see me bow out. You might not see the Suddenly bad there's an OnlyFans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Get your bad Mormon sweatshirts yes, while you can because the cause, they might be going. Guys. They might be going. They're going to be scarce. That <laughs> might be like a real antique. Collector item. Oh, my God. Was the process writing for the book hard? Because it is very personal. So, like, sometimes with me, things 
that are so close to home are so easy to talk about. Mm -hmm. But I imagine like with your, you give me people pleaser vibes. Oh, absolutely. Same. Same. So you've talked about it a lot, like with your family and how hard leaving has been and all of that. But then on the show, you see like your cousins and stuff like, has the relationship, was that taken into consideration when you were deciding what to include? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the fact is, when I went on the show, that was a pretty big step away from what I'd been raised to be. And I think that it was a cause of, you know, concern and embarrassment for my family. But writing a book just called Bad Mormon, that also just ripped the Band-Aid off more. Like, it almost didn't matter what I wrote inside because the chances of them reading it wouldn't matter. But I thought about, you know, yeah, because we don't look for or like really associate with anything negative about the church. That's a principle. Oh, wait, that's kind of a slay. You could write whatever you want. I could. No one would read it technically. I wrote it for my daughters, you know, and this like their history is my history. And, you know, they love their father and he's in the book. Yeah. And they loved the way they grew up, too. And it was about Mormonism. So I tried to just be respectful of my experience, but tell every juicy detail the way I experienced it, the way I lived it, and just let it all out. You know, this was my one chance, my one opportunity. And I did not want to waste it by pleasing the people that probably wouldn't read it anyway. I love that. Honestly, like as a people pleaser, it I can't even imagine what writing something like this would be. Now, wh- I have a lot to unpack from that because one, your husband is on the show and in the book. Mm-hmm. So is he just like supportive of like as a parent for like the kids? Yeah. Of like, we I'll have... show up, I'll be on the show and I'll like his pictures in the book. Yeah, his pictures in the book. He was on season one. I mean, he just wanted to be a presence in my kids' lives, you know? Like, he was part of my story. He's the reason that, you know, I have these three children that I cherish and who've really given me reason to be alive. But um, he's. we don't really have a relationship, you know? We don't really co-parent. I'm the mom. I'm in charge. I take care of the kids. And he just does his own thing. Is he, like, have resentment or bitterness to you or...? We don't have enough of a relationship Got for me it. to even know. Got it. You know? Okay. I kind of am just, you know, the nameless, faceless woman that's raising his kids. Gotcha. Damn. And is he remarried? No. Can you remarry in Mormon church? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'm encouraged to remarry. That would kind oh. of fix it. You know, if I could remarry, then it would fix everything because I wouldn't be this single woman out there sowing her wild oats all around town. <laughs> Just Levi loving where she can. <laughs> Soaking and armpit sex and oh all the things. Oh, my God. Armpit sex is still just like something we're going to have a nightmare about But you know you're going to try it now. Like you're going, you're thinking about it and you're going to no, try it. No, honestly, I haven't <laughs> been thinking about it. That one swiftly left the noggin, like quicker than most things do. Good. Why do you feel the need to continue to try and like soften the blow for your family? Like I don't freaking know. Like have, are you, I and I'm know. not judging you for that. It's just, I don't talk to my dad and haven't talked to him for like eight, maybe 10 years. I don't know, I fucking lost count. But to me, it came a point where I'm like, there is no point pleasing you because you will never be happy with anything that I do or anybody does. So like, I just gave up. I, there was a level where I was just over it. Like mm-hmm. it, it, Like, I'm still to this day, like, an insane people pleaser. Like, I'm so concerned about how everybody else is. Right. But just enough is enough. Are you, do you feel like you're getting to that point or you'll ever get to that point? Or not that I'm pushing you to get it. I I feel like I'm always like, leave her family. (laughs) I appreciate that because that's kind of what this writing this book and this process of talking about the book and having it come out today has been. For me, like, I'm starting to realize, like, I'm sick of chasing for their validation. Yes. And, and for their acceptance. Like, there is such a thing as toxic family. Yes. And, and it tox- doesn't matter. Like, I always said, like, if that wasn't my dad, I wouldn't want to be around this person, let alone trying to have any sort of relationship. Yeah, letting them talk about your life or give a, a, their opinion about your yeah. life. Or, or change the way you act or behave. Like, I don't think... I'll ever be able to feel like they accept me or love me in the way that I need to be seen. Yeah, or loved. that you want it. And I'm kind of sick of chasing it. You I know? not that I like love that because it's sad, but I love that that but you're getting that self-respect for yourself. Like 
there comes a point where it's like, am I going to always be the problem? Right. Or maybe they the fucking problem. Right. Like, and I'll give opportunity for you to feel comfortable, but make me feel comfortable. Exactly. Like, you're not sitting here saying you need to leave the Mormon church. You need to whatever the fuck else. But like... Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of become my whole issue with religion is that it's, you don't believe what I believe, so therefore it's bad. No, I let you believe in what you want to believe. Let me, if I don't believe, that's fine. It's my own path. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that we can't love and respect each other it, like you do with a hundred other thousand people that aren't your of your faith. Exactly. Why is it such an affront that I've taken a different path? That like, I'm yeah. glad though that you're like... Toxic Getting family, the... man. It's real. And I'm I wanna I think we should talk more and more about it because that's the question I always get asked, like, do you speak to your mom? Do you speak to your family? No, but should I? No, because they I think don't... I'm a bad Mormon and a failure. Should I talk to someone when I go and they don't ask and about you always the book feel or demeaned the show or, and yeah. uninterested in what you are actually passionate about? Totally. Like I feel like I have pulled my life up from the ashes. Like I was sad. I was hopeless. I was just going through the motion like a zombie. And my kids deserved more and I deserved more. But like I feel like they would rather have me being dutiful and duty to God in the community rather than duty to self or my daughters. And that's toxic. Absolutely. Anybody who, especially like your own parents, yeah. who want to put you in such a box is just... I don't know. That was one of the greatest blessings is like my mom just being like, do whatever. I know. Like, I kind of wish they would release me, you know, so I don't feel the need to seek their approval and be accepted. Because is my that six... a thing, releasing? No. Just, oh, I, oh, just I didn't know if that Metaphorically. Like, got it. But okay. with all the weird stuff Honestly, in the book. with all of like yeah, the it could be a sealed thing, yeah. for eternal <laughs> salvation. Like I was releasing sounds like definitely could be in the Mormon dictionary. But like as a fan of the show, Lisa Barlow and I got married in the same exact way. We're in the same exact outfits off across the same types of altars. Those are rituals that are performed with exactness every, every time. So, so there's insane. a lot of commonality with Salt Lake, which is why our connections run deep. They run secretive. We don't even speak of them. Wild. Jesus. Wild stuff, baby. I know. I like literally. I'm. You thanked me for doing this. I'm like, no, no, no. You have no idea how much of a nosy bitch I am. <laughs> I'm like, I live for this shit, especially like Mormonism. It's just. It feels like such an extreme. It is. It is very like, extreme. We are very, very like, devout. It is giving Scientology adjacent. I think people will draw their own conclusions from the book, but I think that that's a, a common, you know, connection that a lot of people will make. Wow. Now, born in covenant. I'm what, a BIC baby. I'm I don't a BIC. understand what that is because your mom was born in covenant. Yeah. So why weren't all of your other siblings born in covenant? All of my siblings are born in the covenant. Oh, the only they one are. in my family that wasn't born in the covenant was my dad because his parents were not sealed in the new and everlasting covenant in the temple. Okay, well that just put my reading comprehension. I know. On I had blast. to throw out the big words. I had to throw out the big words. But if your parents are married in the temple as they should be before they give birth to you, which is the plan of happiness, yeah. then every child of that union is considered born in the covenant. All of my friends were born in the covenant. All of their children are born in the covenant. Like, it just feeds on itself. But if you married someone outside the faith and then later went to the temple, your kids um, and had kids before, they're not born in the covenant. They're grafted like an olive branch onto the tree. I thought the list of shit I literally just Just like don't my understand. pioneer ancestors. <laughs> I'm trying to blaze a new covenant. That intro was fucking unhinged. <laughs> like that, do you come up with that intro or... I, pl I you can do they suggest. like give you some they have so many writers to put I suggested the pioneer thing because it's like it's so Mormon it's so it's so you know, tri it's so everything and like I'm a writer like I want to like the written word is my power play that's why this book means so much you're to me. a good like the, it was you're a good writer thank you like I I love every word of this book I picked it chose it wrote it rewrote it edited it, and then I have pages of stuff that didn't make the cut that is in my next Ooh. book and it's going to be a deeper dive into the weird ass stuff that we talk about in the first book oh my god so you're doing a second book yes good time girl <gasps> you're taking mormon out of the I, title yes. smart Just we're gonna save the lawsuit yeah. <laughs> okay got it we're, we don't want to do that to, yeah. <laughs> no injunction now i have to ask when the fuck is Beauty Lab coming to the East Coast? I need to get you one, but you know that I'll fly you out to Salt yeah, Lake. And you said that, and I'm locations. like, don't play with me because 
that scares Listen, me. Listen, people have approached us about franchising, but it's our baby. I mean, we created you just it. open your second one? Um, we just opened. It's, the it's grand opening's to. like next week. But yeah, the Congrats. location's happening. And it was so disruptive in a really saturated med spa market. And Beauty Lab was the life force that gave me financial freedom, gave me the opportunity to come on the show. You started and that has, after your divorce? Yeah, 2017. Wow. It's only oh been, my God. Yeah, it's a baby business that has just exploded. Oh my God, I don't know why I thought it was much. Because we're so good. <laughs> Period. Because we're so good and we're everywhere. And we are, we have, our market share is incredible in Utah. And now we want to expand. So yes. we've had people approach us about franchising. But with everything we had going on, at the end of the day, we are two single moms yeah, well, trying to raise our kids and run a business. And I was trying to be at a housewife on top of it and author. So we'll, we're taking a minute. But that's our goal. Oh, probably. my God. That's epic. What's the craziest procedure you have? Um, uh, the, a lot of people think the P shot and the O shot is crazy. We define both of those okay. real quick. So the it's we draw your blood, we spin it to get the platelet-rich plasma, which separates from like the sebum of your blood, and it's this like concentrated thing that athletes use to inject in their joints, to inject in their injuries. It speeds up production of health and collagen, and just like a steroid injection of your own body and we inject it into penises and clitorises and around the urethra and vaginal opening to strengthen and fortify erections and stress incontinence science sexual pleasure crazy yeah and we 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 introduced that to the salt lake city market and we had a lot of angry Patrons, not patrons of They're the business. They're just bummed that they can't like, get it. They're like, that sounds really fucking nice. We tried to nice. put it on our like TikTok channel, the procedures. <laughs> TikTok was like yard pass, <laughs> hard pass on the O shot. And for those reasons, we're out. <laughs> <laughs> we had this funny little meme of an elephant like swinging his truck trunk around. We're like. Beauty labbers after they get their first pee shot. You See, know. like, why would you want to be in the Mormon church when you can be doing this? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Right? Like, Sex positive for everybody seriously. but me. <laughs> now, probably the most important question I have about Beauty Lab, did the SWAT team bring business or hurt business? <laughs> it has absolutely brought business. We're that now like was, a landmark for Salt Lake City. That was literally unreal. I lived it. I, I actually cannot believe. It was like... Was watching it back more haunting oh, than... Because the way that Jen, like, looked into the camera as she answers the phone is truly one of, like... It is imprinted on my brain mm -hmm. that... Oh, my God. It's a reality TV moment for the ages. It really is. So yeah. that helped business? Because I know... Absolutely. People come by every day. You were kind of nervous at first because you were like, this is happening outside yeah. my business. And you don't want it to be associated with like anything horrible. And it was it was a big scene. I mean, we had Homeland Security, No, FBI, like five different jurisdictions. Full artillery, NYPD in Salt Lake City. And we're in a strip mall well, next to Canton NY Village in the Dollar Tree. So this is, doesn't happen every day. Well, the NYPD is what like caused me to be like, wait a second, yeah. hold up. Like we're in Utah. Yeah, I did not make sense of it, but we are a landmark and we have people come every day that take pictures in the parking lot. We're also a really cool so... vibe at, at Beauty Lab. So people come in, we have merch. It is a good you vibe. Know, we have like 30 staff. They're young, they're cool. We love, we say everybody's somebody at the lab, everybody's VIP. So, so cute. It's a, it's a great place. I'm really proud of it and I love being there. Oh my God, that yeah. is so cute. You would love it too because you love all things Men's Spa. I do. Like, I really only get Botox. But do you look at people and you're like, oh, you could use a this there and a that that? Or is it? No, I never do. I'm it. not really that deeply into that Just not even from a judgmental it. place, more like just a knowledge of it all. Like if I had all that knowledge, I wonder if I would be like, oh, wow, I can see your forehead breach and I, you I, could use I a little really, squirt. It's weird. I really don't. And I think it's because our we like our customers have such a varied range of how they define beauty and what they define as beautiful for themselves. And that's what we've really tried to encourage. I like, love that. We're not about anti-aging. We're about, if you like your lips, let's make them bigger. If you have a weird thing on your chin that drives you crazy, let's fix it. Like I love We this. really want to have people have self-divination and feel respected and seen. And so I don't criticize. I just say, what do you want to fix or change or enhance? And we'll make sure you can do it for the cheapest price possible. Oh my God, that's know? amazing. Because I feel like a lot of t times it's so 
hard to feel confident in those like yeah, places we're not intimidating. because it's just like oh my god they're gonna tell me everything I that's wrong with me no we, we're not intimidating we have a cool staff we don't wear scrubs we're not we're a we're a retail place for people that want to feel safe you and get your employees yeah. fucking Range Rovers for their kids yeah no tips the whole. no 100% customer caps. we pay our employees well Good. it's the only way to ensure loyalty that is uh, that is like what I never understand is like just treat your employees really well. It's like true. It's true. Just pay them well and give them a great place to work and they'll never leave. Literally. And they'll yeah. want to do a great job. Now, before we carry on with the rest of the episode, I want to thank one of our sponsors, which is Mindbloom. If you don't know, Mindbloom is the leader in at-home ketamine therapy for people looking for a new way to treat their anxiety and depression. They combine science-backed medicine with a guided treatment plan that is both affordable and fast-acting. To begin, take Mindbloom's online assessment and schedule a video consult with a licensed psychiatric clinician. And if approved, you'll work with Mindbloom on your specific treatment plan, and you'll be mailed a customized kit complete with medicine, a journal, and treatment materials. After only two sessions, 87% of Mindbloom clients reported improvements in depression and 85% reported improvements in anxiety. After 10 years of anxiety, I can finally see the light at the end of the tunnel, and that is a testimonial from Mindbloom customer Molly. 10 years, think about that. If you don't live with anxiety and depression, it's easy to just look at someone and maybe someone you love and wonder why they just can't get up, get going, and fix themselves. Or maybe you're wondering this about yourself. You see others living their life when you'd settle for one day without the feeling of everything collapsing on you. So it's time to enter your next chapter in mental health and well-being and achieve transformational outcomes with Mindbloom. Right now, Mindbloom is offering our unhinged listeners $100 off your first six-session program when you sign up at mindbloom.com unhinged and use promo code UNHINGED at checkout. And if you need it one more time, that's mindbloom.com slash unhinged and promo code UNHINGED, baby. Bloom your mind, girl. Now I want to thank another sponsor of today's episode, which is Helix Sleep. If you don't know, we've worked together a bunch and I have had their mattresses for years and years and years in my house and they continue to be like the best nights of sleep I get. If you don't know, Helix Sleep is a premium mattress brand that provides tailored mattresses based on your unique sleep preferences. The Helix lineup includes 14 unique mattresses including a collection of luxury models, a mattress for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. I know you might be thinking, how will I order a mattress online? That makes no sense. One, why would you want to go to a mattress store? That's just seems like a you problem. However, the way they match you up with the perfect mattress is by you taking the Helix Sleep Quiz and finding your perfect mattress in under two minutes, and your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Once again, why would you go to a mattress store? Gross. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home, which is why they offer a 100-night risk-free trial. Try out your new Helix mattress, see how your body adjusts, and if you decide it's not the best fit, you're welcome to return it for a full refund. Now, when I took the Helix Sleep Quiz, I was matched with the Midnight Lux, and I said what size I wanted. I said that I'm a side sleeper, I like a medium firmness, and that's how I got matched with literally my soulmate. Yes, I am talking about the mattress. Thank you. On top of the 100-night sleep trial, they also come with a 10 or 15-year warranty, depending on the model. And guys, Helix is hooking it up for my unhinged family right now. They are offering up to $350 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. So go to helixsleep.com unhinged. Guys, this is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Once again, that's helixsleep.com slash unhinged for up to $350 off. Thank you so much. Now I want to thank one last sponsor of today's episode, which is Dipsy. Finish this sentence in your mind. I deserve a sex life that is... What? What comes to mind? Don't be afraid to say it, because whatever it is, you deserve it, and Dipsy can help you get there in a new and sexy way. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. 
discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. Radically Inclusive Dipsy has stories for straight and queer listeners, and 56% of stories are voice acted by people of color. And you have never heard celebrities like this before. Listen to stories voiced by Sarunas J. Jackson, ER Fightmaster, and Luke Cook. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your old favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore and spice up your life. They also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy stories that you can read. Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, and relax and unwind, or just heat things up with a partner. That was supposed to be a sexy sound. It really just sounded like indigestion. Now for listeners of Unhinged with Chris Clemens, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash unhinged. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash unhinged. Dipsystories.com slash unhinged. Get your freak on. Missy Elliott, please don't sue us. We don't have the rights to that. Thank you. Okay, let's get back to the episode. Now, last night at the book party, you said, you can ask me anything. (laughs) And I know that you straightened up real quick, and I'm pointing to her PR woman, Lauren. Um, Where do you really stand with Whitney? right now because you, know, you guys are yeah. cousins we're, we're we're third cousins we have we share a great great grandfather and um you know that was such an important relationship for me season one and two you know and it really fell apart season three in ways that i felt for a long time were irreparable do you but feel differently i just feel more hopeful now that i'm kind of through it and there's a little bit of time the stink has kind Space, of been washed yeah. off you know i just would if I believe in second chances and I believe in redemption for everything, like, I don't want to be at odds with anyone in my life. Yeah. You know? I mean, if Jen Shaw gets a second chance, I feel like yeah. I'm not even a Whitney fan. No this disrespect. Is, I know. But... I mean, I think I'm seeing a different Whitney on the show, and that's something that I'm going to have to just navigate, but I'm certainly not going to cut her off forever. Yeah. And okay. Because I, I remember wanna... you said, like, I don't think we'll ever have what we used to. Yeah. And... Do you feel that that's still true? Right now, I feel like it's hard to imagine ever being in love like that again. Friendship love. Yeah, you know? totally. But um, <laughs> I hope it's not no, I know. more than that. Because she's your cousin. You know, I'm in friend lo- when you love a friend. So totally. Deeply. Oh my God. It feels just yeah, the same almost. It does. But, you know, I'm a, I'm a rebounder. Fall down hard, bounce back high. We'll see what if happens. If anyone can bounce back, it's you. Thank you. I mean, literally, look at Bad Mormon. I mean, if I could pull myself out of the dredges of that, I can certainly remedy a relationship or yeah. two, right? Isn't that, like, sometimes nice? You're like, wow, thank God I've really just been dragged through the mud because I can do fucking anything yeah, now. Yeah, Rock Bottom's a great place to be sometimes. It really, like, to have a t-shirt, like, I visited Rock Bottom, that's not a bad yeah, move. It's not. It, it could be a landmark. <laughs> where do you stand with Jen Shaw right now? She, you know, when she pled guilty, everything really fundamentally changed for us. Like friendship, wise like yeah. I mean, it was just it was a completely different. Because you like, I'm not even gonna lie, you went to bat for her. Yeah, like I did. you fought. Like I, there were times where I'm like Heather, I love you. Like you are my favorite. I mean, that's so who I am. And you know? I was like, I don't get why you do this. And but once because there was still the chance that she was innocent. Yeah, and she was telling me she was. And we were on a show together, and well, I brought that, her into this. Watching and... all of that was, oh, you're the reason she was on the show? Yeah, she was a Beauty Lab customer, and I gave her name to casting agents. Stop. You know, and so there's a lot of responsibility there. You know, I think it exacerbated the situation, but I am I really want to get restitution for the victims. You know, the, Absolutely. the, the crimes are horrific, and the victims deserve to be restored. Absolutely. And so with all the fanfare, that's really my focus now, you yeah. know? And, so That's there isn't really much about. of a friendship anymore? I mean, she's preparing to leave for prison. You know, that's, that's when her she thing go? right now. What day is it? She I, goes soon. It's like February, right? Yeah, mid-February, I think. Jesus. Now, are you still going to, like, look after her kids and stuff? Like, Of course. Her yeah. family's wherever they're at. You know, like, I'm a mother. I don't know how they're not fucking It takes pissed. a village, you know? We're all in this together at the end of the day. You are a much better person than I am. <laughs> <laughs> like, when she called you, because she called you before... She pled guilty to tell you she was. Yeah. And to have me call Meredith and call production and let them know. Because we had just left her side and she was innocent. I mean, it was hours later. She said, hey, good sis, by the way, here's a message. 
Please. Just like, listen, this circumstances have changed, and can you let everybody know? What did you I'm say really to sorry. her when she said, I'm guilty? I was shell-shocked. I didn't say much. It was a very quick phone call. She told me, and then I, she had to walk into court, and we hung up. I, I mean, I just, you... This is real stuff. I mean, it was reality TV. And it no, was, but that's... But it was, it's like, I think once the cameras went down, and it's things are shit. really happening, and it was a lot of big waters for... A girl, a good time girl that just really wanted to show up and get paid to go on cast trips and get fancy food and wear cute clothes. And I didn't even get to go anywhere international until girls trip. I went to Arizona, oh God, you San Diego, and Vegas. And guess what? I've been there before several, several times. Which is your least favorite cast vacation? Um, like both locations? San Diego when I woke up with a black eye. I mean, that's <laughs> the that worst. I want to also talk about briefly because I know yeah. you don't want to talk about it, but... Watching it back, did you feel like, wow, I made that really confusing? Yeah, of course. I w- was I'm that a, a because you too. didn't know it? No, what happened? it was because or you so much was going on behind the scenes and around it. Like, I just thought, like, I'd said it a thousand times that I thought I hit my head on the cabinet. Yeah. But I was blacked out, so I couldn't speak to it and I couldn't incriminate other people. Got it. And once I saw them taking hold of the narrative and saying whatever they wanted to say, I played coy and played cagey because I was scared. I thought... Oh, now you're in for it. You know, you don't know what happened, and they're saying whatever they want to say. Wow. And you still have no idea? No idea. Which Roll is footage. weird, though, because there was a fucking, what, GoPro in your room? Like, where they just so happened to stop recording? I think we were in big waters with a lot of things at play off camera, and I ended up not only with a black guy, but taking the hit in the edit. Well, that is another thing. Do you feel that... Because I hate when people are like, I was edited differently yeah. because You'll never you hear still me said say the same thing. Do you feel that the edits are pretty fair? Yeah. I think I'm edited as who I am. Okay. But when you, I when thought you were things, edited awfully well, this season. Well, season three, I'm saying, I'm saying prior to season three. Got Let it. me put in that caveat. But it was also a lot of big, huge issues. And I, instead of just like waking up with that black guy, going to the hospital or going home... I stayed and I played and I shouldn't have because well, I didn't know how it would go and it, it because that not almost play out well it, on Well, TV. you probably did that what to have it not be a huge deal like yeah. <gasps> she left you just yes. wanted to fly oh, under the radar yeah. and then it ended up backfiring because it ended up you getting roasted totally. for not knowing what happened. Yeah. 100% that's what happened but you know what I'm here for the good bad and the ugly which I'm, I respect that's you know, that's tough. this is a great opportunity I'm the luckiest girl in the world you want to give me a black eye and beat me up on social media as long as I get to go on an international trip next you're season you're like please I'll be fine producers <laughs> Greece <laughs> passport required what would be your dream uh vacation trip you just said it Greece really yeah I've got my two Greek assistants who I love I love Greek men opa baby let's go to the islands Mykonos is calling oh my god honestly uh, I take you with uh, yeah can I come of can course. I just be like a friend of I would be a good friend of on the show I oh, think I think you'd be a snowflake holder I don't think you have you have main character energy my friend you are not a friend of in any hey scenario. Andy what's it's up it's more like this oh it's more like oh the pivot and okay. then a turn. I didn't realize the snowflakes were fake until the third season. Either did I. You know, I, well, season in, one, I had to, where's my In Beverly my Hills, snowflake? aren't they like holding an actual diamond or is that also fake? I think it's fake? all CGI. I Dope. think it's all, No, yeah. that's that's really fucking great. Because someone would get a bigger diamond than the other or someone's diamond would be gleamier or the orange or the apple. Yeah. Oh my God. Housewife warfare. Housewife tradecraft. What's the wildest thing you've seen? I'm just so nosy that like, yeah, I know her. that I don't want it like, because your book is really the most exciting thing. Yeah, the but... wildest things I've ever said are inside that book, and they're going to get me probably honor killed, but whatever. Is that a thing in Mormonism? Honor killed? No. Oh, <laughs> anything Not you yet, say, I'm anyway. like, is that a Mormon term? <laughs> Not yet, anyway, I hope. All right, well, we have some people who called in okay. for voicemails, okay. and I don't know what they are, but our producer sent them over. If you guys want to call in to Unhinged, you can leave a voicemail at 310-844-6459. I put the prompts on my Instagram stories. Um, before we record episodes, um, we normally have a sound person, but we're going to play him off my phone. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Crips. Hi, Unhinged team. I love y'all. I love this podcast. Thank you for this space. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to say something kind of stupid, but like something that my dad does that kind of annoys me, but I also think it's funny. 
but like whenever he eats food, he like hums. He's like, mmm, mmm. And I'm like, please stop. I'm like, oh my gosh. But at the same time, I'm like, when he does it, when he's eating my food that I cooked, I'm like, okay, like he likes it. But he's so extra about it sometimes, and it kind of annoys me. I'm just wondering, like, where you stand on the whole, like, being really expressive when you eat kind of thing. Okay. Like, I don't know if it's, like, a quirky, cute, fun thing or if it's just weird and, like, extra and annoying. Yeah. Anyway, love you. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Where do you stand? You st- um, let the man live. My mom used to always say, you're always humming when you're around food. Because, like, I think it's just inner joy. We're expressing ourselves. It's an immersive experience. Your body is like, yes. Yes. Like, tune out. Put your AirPods in. Let your dad love food and love it audibly. You know? I, I mean, think- but I think to a point. Oh, come yeah, on. But, like, if the whole, like, oh, my God, though. Like, that's cute hearing about it. But then it's like. All right, if you're at dinner with, for 45 minutes, mm, I mean, like, I okay. moan when I eat. Listen, okay, like, well I'll then. be like, oh, my fuck. Like, that's what I'll do when something's good, so I don't hum the whole time. But, like, yeah, I'm very much, like, But would you, wh- how do you have that conversation? Please don't hum and enjoy your food. No, go to family it's therapy. Affe- yeah, it's affecting, Cover multiple it's affecting topics my joy. at once, but definitely Yeah, I say let the- him live, and there's so many things that bring us pain in life. If food brings him humming, joy, You're so right. sing like a canary, baby. How did you make it through the Mormon church and end up Honey. this, not just a giant bitch? I, I would be... Just on the war path with people. Because you know what? Wherever you go, there you are. And I think this is who I always was. But this is the first time I get to be it, you know? Oh, my God. I love you so That's much. That's beautiful. <laughs> All right, we have another. Okay. Hey, Chris. Love your podcast. Thank you. Um, I have a question. Do you think Valentine's Day is overrated? Because I think it's the stupidest holiday I've ever heard of. And I also think it's, like, a government scam to get us to spend more money that we, like, probably shouldn't be spending. And I think people who truly, like, love Valentine's Day, I think there might be something chemically wrong with them. Uh, but, yeah, but let me know what you think. I love getting the glimpse you, into bye. my viewers through the voicemails. <laughs> it's just such a fucking array of people. Do I think it's a scam? Yeah, but, like, isn't everything a scam at this yeah. point? At this point, if we don't have these holidays that are money suckers and soul suckers, we wouldn't even know what month it was. We didn't know where we were living. We I know still don't know what spring. month it is, I to know. be fair. I really don't know where we are. It's yeah. not great. But yeah, I think it's a scam for sure. Do you, do you Are you like a big holiday person? I'm a big holiday person because I'm a mom, and so I have to. But I, I grip my teeth having to decorate every three weeks for another goddamn holiday. I you know? just decorate for the big ones. And the problem is, like, what are you going to do? Chemically castrate people that love it? That love Valentine's Day, like chemically re- change their body co- composition so that they hate Valentine's Day like we do. We're, it's here. It's not going anywhere. You might as well embrace it. Work. That's that's it, Judy. <laughs> All right. We have one more. And I think this one is for you because it okay. says for Heather. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Chris. Hi. I'm Maya. And I saw on your Instagram story that you said you're going to have a housewife from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And I've been watching your stories and I know... It's the Queen Heather Gay, the Queen of Salt Lake City. See, y'all are so smart. So my question for Heather is, what is it like to be the baddest bitch on the Housewives of Salt Lake City cast? Like, what is it like? And also, Heather is iconic. Chris is iconic. This duo is just, it's literally warping my brain chemistry. <laughs> so I'm living for this. And um, yeah, that's all I have to say. Thank you. Yeah, we love to keep the girls gagging. No, yeah. I First of all, thank you. You have filled my hearts 10 times bigger right now. And I feel like I'm in the presence of greatness. So the fact that they would call me iconic and sitting next to you is a true compliment and honor. And we did have a good time last night. I feel it like was, we could go anywhere and have a good time. I really believe that. Yeah. Like, I was not shocked because... You just never know. You never know if it's going to hit. Totally. You know? Well, oh my God, it was so awkward. You're a doc person. You were like, say hi, be in my doc. Say hi to my doc. And I was like, hi, doc. And then I heard that and I was like, oh, it sounds like I just talked to a doctor. And then I was like, I have gonorrhea as a joke. But that joke didn't fucking land. And so I scream in a, like, in a crowded bar, I have gonorrhea. And then I'm like, 
that really God. never lands in a crowded bar. No, you know, it doesn't. A, I'm a like, STD maybe when you watch it back, it'll land. But <laughs> maybe again, and then again, it won't. So maybe it'll be clickbait headliner. But it, really, it was so, I was so happy just to see how easy you are to talk to, how fun you are. Like, I didn't know you smoked weed. Like, Oh, baby. Are you, you have public a about top? that? I mean, I have a medical card and we sell them. Well, we sell them. We give out medical cards at Beauty Lab and Laser. It's called Get Carded and people can come and get their medical cannabis cards. And I truly, truly believe in it. It is like, I think oh, that same. God grew it for us because he loves us. I God up, loves his children. I grew up thinking people who smoked weed were like criminals and bad people. Absolutely. Mostly because same. the people I did know like did go to jail. Yeah. Um, so like whoopsies. <laughs> but oh my God, it's been the greatest thing ever. Yeah. I'm with you. We have oh. the same brand. We have the same brands. And that's that's a true sign of intimacy. It re- <laughs> Our brands are similar. Well, I just can't thank you enough for doing this and being here and being you. And Thank you. This is pub day, babe. This is a big deal for me. So thanks for having me. Thanks I, for reading the book. I'm, thanks for like talking to your mom about me and having me sign it for Oh my God, I I've mean, like totally gotten her into the housewives. I'm like, I'm, girl. I love her already. No, she really is. A good one, but I that well, yeah, you're like a solid mom. She's such a solid mom, like mom vibes. Mom recognize mom. Yeah. Like I definitely totally. think there's such a come level to of mother, that with, Chris. Come I, I to wanna mother. come to Salt Lake City. <laughs> okay. You're welcome anytime. I'm down. I'm not allowed to invite anyone to stay in my basement, according to PR and my manager, because I do that too often. But you're welcome. <laughs> I will right. put you up well. in a nice hotel. <laughs> I can't give out my number or invite people to come stay with me or offer to give them my eggs. I can't do any of these things or be a surrogate. But I find, I meet fans. Well, shit, there goes the rest of my question. (laughs) I was going to ask if you'd hold my baby. Those are the deal breakers. I'm not allowed to offer those services anymore. God, you're (laughs) big. Sorry. Alrighty. Well, thank you so much again, seriously. Everybody, go buy Bad Mormon wherever you buy your books. It is seriously like such a fascinating read and the font isn't small thank god it's not big it's not like ridiculous like stupid people big but it's it's beautiful yeah, i loved it thank it's you. it was a good read and i can barely read my reading comprehension is it's an easy pretty... readable fun read it's, it's good it's something for everybody and it's but the, the as, juicy details are what keep people as seth mark back. said that is an absolute buy at the airport was that totally. offensive not at okay. all. I love Seth. He is funny. We have a great time filming. I love and he, that. He encourages me to be a bad Mormon at every turn. So I love. Who is? Sorry, I know I yeah. just said goodbye, but now I have like one more question. Who is there? Anybody still like an actual Mormon on the show? Lisa defines herself as a Mormon. I don't think she. I mean, but I can't she judge has a tequila brand. No practice, but I mean, doesn't Baby goes, Gorgeous have a tequila brand? Yes, she does. I can't find it in stores anywhere, but I think... I tried to buy some because, like, for the gag of it, and I'm like... Mm. I, there's a glass crisis or something, she said, in Mexico. I'm not sure, but... Kendall she, Jenner is still popping out tequila, so I don't... She's still on the list. She's on the Mormon list, so... Interest. Oh, my God, the list. I have to stop talking before I really dig a hole in the Mormon <laughs> book of Mormon. Anyway, thank you so much again. I've you. said it nine times, and I will actually stop recording, but go buy Bad Mormon. Thanks you're, for having you're me. You're the best good time girl. I, mm. I may be a bad Mormon, but I'm a good time girl. And that's that. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thanks. Love oh, you. You're everything. Mm-hmm.